Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. All right, I am sitting here at Paul Mitchell School, Fort Myers, one of my Paul Mitchell schools, and last night we had a graduation, and I was listening to Alejandra, who is also known as Alex Martinez, last night on stage, and she made the dean's list, which I have to tell you, I can only count on one hand the amount of students in our Paul Mitchell School, Fort Myers, that have actually made the dean's list because it is not easy to make the dean's list. So ex- describe to everybody, first of all, thank you for being on this interview, by the way, Alex, Alejandra, um, and tell me what it takes to make the dean's list. Well, thank you first. Thank you for having me here in this interview. I, I say, okay, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it very good. And then I want to I want to learn more, more deep about everything, and I did it. Yeah. So when you started school, you probably heard about the dean's list. Did something stir in your heart and say, I've got to make this dean's list? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. And it's not easy. No, it's not. It's not easy. So you have to complete all honors in texture, cutting, color. Did you do makeup too? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, pro bono. You don't have to do it, but you did it. And men. Haircutting too. and men's haircutting too. Yes. You did wow, <laughs> that's incredible. So after you completed all the honors and you completed everything that it takes to make it on the dean's list, and I'll tell you the list is a mile long. And every single student that starts in our school, I can tell you that all their hands go up and say, "Yes, I'm going to make the dean's list." Your hand went up, and I- you're the only one mm-hmm. in that whole mm-hmm. class yes. that made the dean's list. Yes, exactly. I was. I, I remember when I hear about the Ding List the first time, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's a very good opportunity to just grow up and you know yeah. learn and you know that ambitious to learn every time more and more." So and then when I'm start to doing the list, I was like, "I'm gonna be sincere with you." I was like, "What I'm doing? This is very complicated." And I almost gave up. The beautiful teachers in this school, I have a lot of support. I yeah. have a lot of support. Every time when I want, when I have that idea to give up, they told me, don't do it, Alex. You can do it. You are good. My first day in the class, the teacher was talking. And then I remember I, told, I asked my friend, what you say? Yeah. Because she, <laughs> he was like, do you understand everything yeah. what you say? I'm like, well, she's speaking very, very quick. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, take that glue very good because it's, it's very quick. And, and he was like, you are so brave, Alex. How are you going to start one in school? Yeah. yeah, you're right. But I'm here. Yeah. So if I'm here, then that doesn't mean I have to finish when I, what I start. Yeah. I said to myself, oh, my gosh, I have to interview you for this B-Series podcast because it's all about untold stories of leadership transformation. And so I want to go backwards with you. Tell us about your journey in Cuba, first of all. What was it like 
living there because I know I have actually some family members that just did a mission trip there recently because they now have started to let Americans into Cuba and uh, it's a little bit safer to be there now and I know um, I've never entered it because of the fear of being in Cuba. Um, tell us your, your journey. You were born and raised in Cuba and yes. you're, you're how old now? Well, I'm 34 right now. 34, okay. Yes. And you've been here for six years. Yes. And so you spent all, you, pretty much your entire life in Cuba. Tell us about your, what was life like in Cuba? Cuba is a very hard country mm -hmm. because you don't have future there. You can be studying your whole life, but the future there is not possible. Okay. It's very sad. Yeah. It's a lot of necessity there, like it's no food. And it's very hard. So when I was living in Cuba, I spent one day, well, one week, complete week with no food in my mouth. Wow. What yes. happened? Why? Because <clears throat> I remember I didn't have money mm -hmm. because I was in the school and everything. But then I started to work, and then that money wasn't enough to buy food. Right. How old were you then? I was like 18. And 18 I remember, years old. One yes. week without food. What without was that food. like? What happened? It's... <laughs> What I can tell you, it just was water with sugar in my body. Wow. It's yeah. like, it's everything I had in those days because I have to choose between eat that food or give it to my, my son, my oldest child. Because okay. I have uh, two children and my oldest one has 16 years and he was with me in that time in Cuba. And, you know, when I find that food, I, I have to choose. And everything is for my children, you know? I mm -hmm. was like, this is unbelievable. That was very, very bad nightmare. It was very, very hard. Yeah, how old were you when you had your son? Uh, I have 17. 17 years old, okay. Yes. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. you know, my my oldest child, he had one year when that happened. Yes, uh, that was very, very bad. That country, and they don't allow you to learn English. Yeah. So I never thought I was um, able to speak so beautiful language and to be in this beautiful country. And I'm very grateful with God first yeah. and then with the country, like, forgive me the opportunity, but yeah, when I was in Cuba, it was very hard. And I always, I, I'm a dreamer. I always have the positive mm -hmm. idea and the dreams to know one day I'm gonna be someone big. Yeah. And that was my goal always. And even if I have very hard times right there in that country, in that beautiful country, and mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, that was the best decision I just took in my life to come to this beautiful country and, yeah. and start in this beautiful school. Yeah. So I think this whole podcast series is called Be a Dreamer because here you are, Tell us, why did you want to come to the United States? Like, how did you get here? What was your journey like from Cuba to the United States? Well, first, I remember I tried to come here illegal. So, and then uh, I was on the sea and everything. And I when you know, one boat was waiting for us right there and everything. But then I just, I just, you know, was desperate yeah. to finish that suffering. Uh, times I was having with my baby in the street. Yeah. And then I just thought, well, if I go like this, my baby can die. I can die. So, and then I come back. Okay. But then I was like, you know what, Alex? Every 
the time of God is perfect. Mm-hmm. So and you're gonna do it. Just focus about what you want because when you when if you can dream, you can make everything ready. That was uh, a long journey. How long did it take from the moment that you wanted to go? Ten years. Ten years. Yes. Wow. I had to wait ten years. Ten years. And what do you think was the turning point for you to be able to get to the United States? What do you think caused them to allow you to come here? Well. I remember when Obama was president, mm-hmm. and he allowed that law to, yes. like, fathers can't be without children, mm-hmm. and that made possible I'm here. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Allow. So tell me, um, so your parents were in the United States before you. For yes. how long? For 15 years. 15 years. Okay, and why did they leave you in Cuba and go to the United States? What happened there? Because it's the only way they can just you know, try to, in the future, have food okay. and more comfortable life. We were talking at lunch that you ran into some really hard times. You made some uh, bad decisions and some you became victim of things. T- tell your story of what happened with you. Well, my family right now, they support me My, you know, in another way. But in that time, I don't have no one, only my grandmother. Okay. But she dies. And then I was totally alone. And then I went, I just, I was alcoholic. And how old were you at the time when you became an alcoholic? Like five years. You were five years old? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, five years ago. So, okay. Yes. Gotcha. So after when my mom left. Mm -hmm. After your mom left. Okay. And then I was on drug. And then prostitution, everything, the street. I have to do it. You were trying to make ends meet, so you went into prostitution. I have yeah. to. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. the only way, and too to many survive. people, yes, mm-hmm. too many people, um, maybe they're going to hear this history, they know it's true. In Cuba, unfortunately, if you don't practice yeah. that, you don't you don't get mo- good money. Right. There's no yeah. way, even if you are a doctor, even if you are psychologist or whatever mm-hmm. career. Uh, very important career engineer you know I I know about my friends right there they are doctors and everything mm-hmm. and afterward they have to go on the street at night to get good money in yeah. prostitution yeah. so yes I was um, did you become an alcoholic after you were thrown into prostitution or before after and then after five years drinking alcohol and everything I just took drugs okay too. so from alcohol to drugs Yes. Okay. You get it easy. Is it easy to get in Cuba, the drugs? Yes. Okay. It's very yeah. easy even mm-hmm. when when you don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're in Cuba, they, they don't, you know, uh, they don't put everything in, in the news about what is the situation right there, but that is something like it's happening Yeah. every time mm-hmm. in Cuba. So that was very easy. It's more easy to find drugs and alcohol and cigarette in Cuba than fine food. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. So how did you, what, what, what was your transformation point to get off of the drugs and off of the alcohol? Because I bet there are so many more stories of people that are never got off of it and died from it. How did you, what happened with you? Well, happened a lot of stuff because I remember I, I start with the alcohol mm-hmm. to try to, to hide my suffering moments, my, you know, nightmares and everything. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> but then when I was needed to drink and everything, um, I never had my child next to me. And that was one of the first reasons uh, the alcohol and the drugs did in my life put me away of my child. Don't spend a lot of time with my child mm -hmm. because I don't want him to see me like that. Right. And then another was I didn't pay attention when I was in the street to take care of myself like I have to. Mm -hmm. And yes, I have very bad moments. Like a lot of men hit me like, you know, on my face and my head and yeah, very wow. bad. Yeah. Um, because I was drunk mm -hmm. almost every time. Well, every time, almost. Um, I, I I didn't remember very, very well what happened that night and everything. And I was like, oh, my God, what I'm doing with my life? Mm -hmm. What I'm doing with my life? You know, this is not what I want. So one night you just woke up and said, what am I doing with my life? What do you think? Where do you think that came from? Well, I think it's because... First reason was my child. Yeah. Because one time I looked at him and he was just crying. Mm. And then, okay. you know. You he saw the hurt. He was yeah. crying because I was just sitting there and I went, he was just asked me to play with him and I was drunk. You know, he, he never saw me drinking, but I was drunk in that moment and he didn't know because he was a baby. Um, and then I didn't just pay attention to him. And then that was very sad. And, you know, I just took the, the decision to, to change that. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first, the first thing I did, I, w I talked with God. Mm. I'm telling you, I don't, go, yeah. I don't go, I'm never going to going to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Because I believe I have the tumble in my, mm -hmm. my heart. Right. So that is something uh, I really have always myself. Mm -hmm. But I was a way for the, for him or for my child, for myself. And one day I wake up and say, this is not life. This is not a life. And this is not the way you can hide the nightmare and the problems. The problems always going to be there. Yes. When you drink, you have very good moments. When you, when you have drug and everything, good moments. But it's going to be for a couple hours. When you wake up, everything is going to be there. And and I was thinking like that. I was weak. Yeah. And just try to hide the reality. And then mm -hmm. I decide, just pray. Yeah. Pray God. Wow. I pray God. And I remember every morning I, I was on the way to take my shot, alcohol shot, because I was shaking every morning. And I remember I just put my knees in the floor and I asked him, are you there? I mm. need you so bad. I miss you, and I believe you can save me. The only person can save me is you. Because some of the people, they send me, oh, you can go to the psychiatry. Uh, psychiatry? Right. Psychologist yes. or therapy and yes. counseling. It's, yes. Okay. And you can take a pill, and you mm -hmm. can just. So you are sending me to have more drug. So that is not an idea. Yeah. I want to just heal myself. Yeah. So uh, that's why that day I pray. I pray for one hour wow. in my room. And I remember that hour feel like five minutes for me. Wow. And then I remember I started to cry and everything. And when I was on the way to take the shot, I drew up yeah. water. Threw up water. Yes. 
I run wow. to the to the. It was supposed bathroom. to be alcohol yes. and drugs, but it was water. Was water after you prayed for an hour. The whole complete wow. of water. Wow. And, and I was like, I I start to cry because I was I was like, this is you. This you is, knew it was God. I knew that was God. Yeah, the ultimate physician, the ultimate counselor, the yeah. ultimate therapist. You went right to God. But how would you even know? How would you even know there was a God? Like. Is it so something you grew up with? I mean, I mean, how do people find out that there's a God? Well, first, I didn't drink water. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. a miracle. You Just know? a miracle. Yes, because yeah. how you can explain when, when, when I talk to him, I feel, I feel something tell me everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Something tell me that. And then on the way to go and drink alcohol... I run, I feel like I want to draw up. And then when I run to the bathroom, there was only water. Wow. So when you say, I, I didn't drink, yes, I wake up and that's it. I didn't drink water or anything in the morning. I'm just yeah. run and drop water, like one complete gallon of water. Yeah. That's an incredible story because my son, um, it's interesting you're talking about getting on prescription medications, right? And uh, my son was on prescription medication. He became extremely addicted to it. And so instead of him going to another doctor to help heal him, he literally was healed by God. And it was just one moment, you know, was in contact with a pastor that he was speaking to. His name was Tim Story. And Tim Story had just shook his hand. I remember my um, son said he went home at night. And very Adderall is a very dangerous drug to get off of. And you don't want to just, like, stop cold turkey. But he did. He threw away the whole bottle that night. He dumped it down the toilet. And he was free from that addiction, you know. But what can happen, what should happen in months, maybe years, to get off of alcohol and drugs can happen in one moment wow. by God. And yes. that's what happened to you. And I'm pretty sure that was him because wow. I'm telling you, it's no way, like, no you way. Know, it's no way. It's, it's no another explanation. That's beautiful. Wow, that's so amazing that you're saying this because uh, my husband, I was just telling you, he wanted to come to Florida this week because he wanted to see this concert, the Newsboys. It's a Christian rock band, right? And uh, Michael W. Smith just happened to be singing at it too. It was the first time they'd ever sang together. And I've heard him before, but it's been years since I've heard him. And he just came out with this album called Surrounded. And so my husband and I, we just started this a couple days ago after the concert. We were listening to the song, and it's basically uh, what they showed us is um, this is how I fight my battles. And so just like lifting our hands up in the air, literally in the car, you know, got the music cranked up, and, uh, <laughs> and this is how I fight my battles. So addiction and anger and impatience, whatever battle you're going through, like you just yell it out like you said so it reminded me of just yelling out God's name but this is how I fight my battles and we just did it today <laughs> on the way here because there were some frustrations happening in our life getting here and trying to get here on time to be here for a staff meeting and and all of that and so we both just yelled it out it's true it works and it's so it crazy because we were really really frustrated and anxious I mean mm -hmm. I have those anxiety points as well too I think every human being does right and uh, so I just think that's incredible advice. So talk to the person right now that's saying, well, Alex, that's good for you, but I don't know if that's good for me. Um, and I, I suffer, and I, I tell you, I have staff members that suffer from anxiety. I have uh, students across the nation that suffer from anxiety. Talk to them. Give them your best piece of advice because I believe 
that the definition of leadership is transformed people, transform people. And I believe there's a reason why I'm interviewing you right now. And I feel like it's to help that person that's really suffering with anxiety yes. right now. And that is so normal in this country, though, because this is very stress. Yeah, stressful uh, country. Yeah. Because is uh, you have a lot of bills to pay, mm-hmm. the money is never gonna be enough, and you know. Yeah. So my advice is: some of the people they say they can say, "Okay, that worked for you, but not for me." Yes. So my advice is: everything is in your mind, mm. because when you have anxious attack, the yes. first you feel you're feeling when you start to feeling is you wanna die. Yeah. Just think about this. If you're going to die, you will not going to feel bad. You're going to just die like this. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like a process, oh, I feel bad, I feel bad. And, oh, my God, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. No. When you're going to die for a heart attack or whatever, you're just going to die. Yeah. It's, you're not going to have time to think how bad you feel. You just, you, you don't want to feel it. Right. That's it. Just think about that. So when you are having that panic attack, just praying and telling you that is going to work for you. Even if you mm-hmm. say that doesn't work for me, it's because maybe you are just praying by the time when you're having that panic attack or anxious attack. But if you're doing before every day and if you're ready to do it and you feel strong and you say, it's nothing happening, just put music, sing, everything happened, but everything happened for me is good. Just mm. put away the negative energy and you feel you will see how that gonna work because I'm telling you I'm the queen of the panic attacks. yes the queen and of the, panic attacks and the anxious attack too I'm yeah. telling you for seriously and that is not like never happened to me again of course even mm-hmm. driving sometimes happened to me here yeah like I'm having one I'm like no 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 again this is not gonna happen yeah so I just pray or sing one song to God, or God, you are good. This is not gonna happen to me mm-hmm. because this is bad. Just bad energy I having. Mm-hmm. So everything is gonna be okay. Just repeat with you every time. Yeah, everything gonna be okay. God is with me, and you will see. Yeah, you will see because if I do it, I'm you know I'm not from another planet. Yeah. So I'm a human being here. <laughs> so if I can do it, you can yeah. do it. Yeah, so, so positive affirmations. Yeah. So when you say pray, because I have a lot of people ask me, well, Tina, I don't know how to pray. Tell people how to pray right just, now. How do you pray? Yeah, well, is if there you're a, driving. Is there an art to it? <laughs> no, it's no art. It's just like, yes. you know, when you, when, when you have your phone, mm-hmm. you have a phone call from your friend. Yeah. So you're talking with him or with her, everything you want about, I don't know. Uh, yeah. marketing or whatever I yeah. don't know and it's in the same way when you talk with God God yeah. is our father yeah and you just talk with him yeah uh, just like is... talking to your dad yes yes <laughs> exactly yes. the uh, ultimate dad exactly and just I'm, I'm telling yeah. you I'm, I'm not that fanatic I'm telling yeah. you I'm not I'm not with my Bible if, I, yeah. if you ask me right now about Bible I'm gonna tell you yeah um, what are you saying yeah. yeah because I don't know my Bible I don't mm-hmm. know the Bible will say. Yeah. So but you know prayer works. I don't go yeah. to the church either. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just believe him. Yeah. And that's why I'm telling you this today. When you believe. Yeah. You got everything. You can be held. You can have everything you want. It's no limit. 
how you can say right now I'm speaking this language like I has been living here for 30 years. Yeah. You know, and even sometimes I know my pronunciation is not the best, but why? Because I believe in God first, he gonna give me that. Yeah. That gift and then I believe in myself. Yeah. And today I am who I am because of him and then because I believe. Yeah. But if you believe I'm gonna die, I'm having this, oh my god, I'm gonna lose my job, oh my god. Don't don't feed that. Right. When you feed don't feed it. Don't mm -hmm. feed it. Don't feed it because if you feed it negative negative uh energy and everything, yeah. You're you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, you move towards what you focus on. 100%. I wish you could see Alex's face because she's so radiant right now just sitting here yes. and, and you're so passionate and, and I love this because I truly believe your transformation that has happened is what's caused this passion and the only way you can be a dreamer is to be transformed and and it's in you like I talk to a lot of dead people out there you know like they, they're alive but they're dead you know inside because they're not excited about anything they don't get excited when I talk to them like you are and I love that type of energy and that's why I knew I had to interview you for this podcast, you know. So talk to the people right now that just aren't excited about what they're doing or where they're going. Like, how can they work on their own transformation? Because we all need to be transformed. We all have stuff, right? We all have something negative in our life that we've got to get rid of. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's uh, abuse in the past that you just have to get rid of. So talk to that person. How can they get their fire inside of them well first you know you have to be more grateful gratitude yes yeah first because you are alive yeah because no everyone have that gift mm -hmm. to wake up every day yes and how then, do you get that gratitude like give some intentional practices because i know a lot of people are like yeah i'm grateful but how do you really get to be grateful like how do you work on that well because i was very close to the dead you know, yeah. industry. When I was in the street, I have a lot of history. I can spend hours with you talking about my histories here. And I was very close to that, to be dead. Wow. Like three times. Three times you almost died. Yes. yes. Was it from drug overdose? Oh, the first abuse? one was because the alcohol. And mm -hmm. I remember um, I drove up, but I drove up, lay down in my bed. Looking wow. At, you know, I, I was, uh, I don't know how that happened, but I wake up, draw up, uh, when I draw up, um, mm -hmm. when you know when you draw up and you are you lay down in your bed you mm -hmm. can suffocate yourself yeah and I didn't wow then the second time someone tried to kill me wow and then another time someone tried to kill me again wow because mm -hmm. you know I just saw something and they they thought I'm gonna say something and that was crazy mm -hmm. and I was very close to be dead so yeah. I was more grateful. That's yeah. why one of the reasons, you know, I was like, my God, my God, I'm still here. You know, and why I'm here? Because mm -hmm. he protect me. Mm -hmm. It's no another explanation. Right. When your time comes, you you will know going to be uh, away from from that moment. But when your time is not coming, so that doesn't matter what, what are you having, what problem you're having, everything is gonna be okay. So my advice is more, be more grateful with life. First with God and then with life. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you don't think right now about that. You're thinking about work, money, and bills. Yeah. 
So, and yes, have, have good times. But when you don't realize how close you can be to be dead and don't see your family, the people you really love and the people really need you with life, then you realize you are very, very, you know, uh, how you say? Blessed. Blessed. Yeah. Exactly. I love so, that. Don't don't waste your time about complaining because it's only one life. If you are alive, you have hope. Mm. But my advice is, look, you live in beautiful country here. I know it's very stressful and everything and you have to pay bills and everything, but you have a lot of food, my friend. Yes. You <laughs> have a lot of clothes. Mm -hmm. You wash your body every day. And that's so good because you are... You have everything. You live like a person. Yeah. If you feel like that, having a lot of stuff in this country, how how you can tell? How do you think the people living in another country, they don't have what you have in here? Yeah, and they're happier. And they're happier. Exactly. <laughs> they are. I do exactly. a lot of mission trips, and I always am so perplexed as to why these kids, these little kids and adults are happier than the ones that I see in America that exactly. have so much. You know, children in Cuba, for example, you know what is the lunch in Cuba right now? What's the lunch? It's one bread with one cup of water. Wow. So what, you know what, yeah. what that child go to home, eat that, and go outside to play yeah. with his friends. No complain. No complain. Because when you complain, yeah. you are not grateful. Yeah. Because believe you of uh, believe it or not, you are very blessed to have everything. You mm -hmm. go to the Walmart, whatever store here, you can find whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want, and you're never gonna go without food. You know. Yeah. Every day. If you are homeless, even homeless can eat here. Mm -hmm. And that is amazing. Yeah. If grateful. Yeah, and I think the best way to be, and this is how I did it many years ago, started taking our kids on when they were real young on mission trips, and that's how we started to build our gratitude because you don't know what you don't know. And I think it's important. It's one thing to, to give here in the United States, but it's another thing when you're giving and you're a part of a third world country. Like, you don't know until you are there, right? You have to experience it. And so I always challenge people to just do a mission trip. Go somewhere. We've been to Haiti, to Mexico, to Guatemala, to Africa, uh, just so many, Costa Rica, so many places where there's just so much treachery, you know. But you got to see it. You have to experience it like you're talking about. And I think that's so beautiful, Alex, that you're going to go back and, and help your people. I think that's one of the best reasons why you had to come to the United yes. States and do this. Mm -hmm. And to be able to tell people, I made the Dean's list. Like, hello, <laughs> right? Exactly. Not many people are saying that, right? I know. Not many people, and I'm just so proud of you. I remember when my husband made the Dean's list in law school. It was after he met me, of course, because I, I always wanted to study. I was in dental hygiene school. He was in law school, and uh, he I would... We, instead of going on a date, I'd be like, no, we're going to go study. And he's like, okay, whatever. And he studied so hard that year and made the dean's list. And he felt so good about yes. himself for making the dean's list in law school. And I know that's the same feeling that you have. And just to see just your passion and standing up on stage and just the gratitude that you had. And so what's next for you? What's your next step? 
well, right now in that project, like I said before, and then, well, I have my board, the eight. Yes. Right now. Your boards. Yep. Yes. It's coming um, up. Yes, yes. I have to study. I'm still studying. And mm -hmm. I will always, because when you are in this industry, yeah. you never, never stop to study. Never because, graduate. Yes. yes. Because <laughs> you always have to have uh, some new for learn. Exactly. Yeah, this so. business is always changing, forever always changing. changing. You have to stay up on things. And your clients know if you are staying up or not. <laughs> and well, if you're not, they're going to another hairstylist. So the competition is fierce out there. I know, I know. <laughs> you have to stay up. So, And I know you want to own your own salon someday. I know that's a future. Are you planning yes. on doing that right away or waiting down the road? I'm going to wait because, of course, I need the experience first. Mm -hmm. I don't want, like, uh, you know, run before walk. Yeah. That is no good. Yeah, don't, don't run before you walk. I, don't, yes, I exactly. love that because I always coach our students, you know, slow down. Yes, I You do. know, let's, you know, help you to build a clientele first. Mm -hmm. Let's help you to um, experience it and then go through. We have a course that we teach uh, my business partner and I, Sean Chido. It's uh, for six months. It's called the Next Level Salon Leadership, and it's a six-month course, Business and Leadership. And we have salon owners that have been salon owners for 15 plus years that should have done it 15 years ago right because we teach it's all the it's the five strategies of a healthy business and yes. it's not something you can just say okay I'm a great hairstylist so I can own a salon no it's two different hats that you need the business and the leadership knowledge to be able to know how to run a business because guess what I don't care if it's a salon or a restaurant or what the business is business is business exactly. and you have to know how to run a yes. business so I'm glad that you're going to slow down and, you know, just work through it slowly and be a part of that process. So I'm yes. proud of you. When you believe and you don't complain, you have everything. But if you stay there and complain and feed that negative stuff in your life and don't believe in God, you're lost, my friend. Yeah. But, yes. Wow. That's beautiful. And that's so true. John Paul DeJoy, the owner of Paul Mitchell, I mean, he's lived that lifestyle even when he was poor. Yes. And the minute he had money, he paid for a person's meal. He saw a single mom there with her kids and yes. paid for all of their meal. And she didn't know it was him. He did it anonymously. And it was just so beautiful because he had money that day. The first time he got money and he's like, I'm going to give it away. And he truly believes that success unshared is failure. Yes. And I believe that's why he's so, so successful. And I believe that's why you're on your success journey. And I'm so proud of you. And Thank just you. everything you've accomplished so far is just really tremendous. What last piece of advice as we close this podcast out do you have for people listening today? Well, never give up because life yeah. is beautiful. It's hard, but it's beautiful. Because I'm sure the people uh, right now are hearing this because they say, oh, yeah, that's so easy to say. But, you know, sometimes you don't feel like how important is be alive until you are almost there. And all of you guys, listen to me. Um, so how many people, they won't die? No one. Yeah. If no people kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Even if you think about that. But you are not that brave. Why? Because you want to be alive. Yes. But if you're alive, my last advice, because I have thousands of advices, but yeah. my last advice is take life strong with your hands, with your heart. Love your family. Love yourself. But first, love God. Just believe in yourself. You don't know how, how much power you have in yourself. 
Yes. Like, you don't have idea how depressing person I can be when I have bad stress in my life. But because I believe mm-hmm. and just forget about it. I'm not perfect. And yeah. I'm not telling you this today because I'm complete a perfect person. No. It's because every day you fight. Mm-hmm. You fight with that feeling. Like, is that much for your brain? Is that much for your life? How I can get the money for that? How, you know? It's yeah. every day. It's every day. Mm-hmm. But I believe in God. And, you know, if if I believe in God and, and then he give me that strong and I believe in myself, mm-hmm. I have everything I want. Yeah. So that is the advice. Believe and that you believe you're going to get that, you will going to get it. Yes. No matter Anything's how long possible. it's going to take, but never, never, never lose your faith. You will see yeah. what I'm telling you. Just yeah. put that in your brain. Like, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. And you want to get that. Yeah. Never that. give up. Never. Never give up. Never. And learn every day. Love. Mm-hmm. You know, smile every day. Because you don't know if it's going to be your last one. Yes. Just smile. Beautiful. Believe and give the best you have. Not the worst you have. From people around you. And if people are ungrateful with you, it's fine. Yeah. Just be who you are. Don't make, don't make them change you. Yes. You know, don't make them yeah. change you. Give the best you have, not the worst. Exactly. That is incredible. Great advice. No matter what. <laughs> no matter what. Thank you so much, Alex. You're absolutely Thank you. amazing. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.